On today's episode, we are going to dive into gaining confidence on sales with online business coach, Lindsay Vanillo. Stick around. Hola creators, I'm Jacenia Bocaneira, founder of Focus and Bloom Studios. I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist who took a leap of faith, moved over 3,000 miles away from home with one camera and one heavy suitcase filled with dreams. If you're a creative soul and dream maker, this podcast is for you. Here I share actionable tips and tactics on marketing, business, and mindset to help you grow and up-level your business with purpose and lots of joy, one action item at a time. Get comfortable and let's get started. This is the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Joining us today is Mincy Vanillo, online business coach and consultant. She helps coaches create consistent income in their business through heart-centered strategy and soulful sales practices. Lindsay, welcome to the Focus Emblem Podcast. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am doing great. I'm awesome. We were just chatting like before this recording and I told you I was feeling a little nervous about being interviewed, being on the other end of the mic or the other end of the interview. Um, but I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for this conversation today. Oh, I'm so glad that you agreed to join me on the, today's podcast. And like you said, we were able to chat right before this uh, interview. And one of the things that I just loved, I was telling you that I was loving your energy and how you project yourself on social media. So I thought like, this is like perfect. Let me bring her on. And I'm so glad you did. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to <laughs> be here. All right, Lindsay. So one of the, one of the biggest things uh, as entrepreneurs, especially as solopreneurs, and when we're starting out um, is sales and gaining confidence. So that's one of the things that we're going to be diving in today. But before we get into the nitty gritty, can you tell me a little bit about what got, how you got started as an online business coach? Oh, yes, I would love to tell you that it is quite the journey. Um, So really, it's, I mean, honestly, I started as a first grade teacher. So I was a teacher um, and I was a first year first grade teacher at that. Uh, the only like business experience that I had was like a seasonal ornament shop that I would like um, pop pop like this little shop up in our local mall. And like I would sell these personalized ornaments. Um, and so I finished college, went into teaching and like Oh my goodness, like three months into it, I said, there's no way I can do this for the next 30 years. Um, it was like, I mean, I, I smile about it now and I'm like, yeah, it was great. It was such a self, you know, it was such a great self-discovery journey. But in that moment, it was such a moment of truth because I was like, oh my goodness, like what am I doing? Right. Um, if there's any teachers that are listening, like my heart is with you, you know, um, it just takes, it takes so much. So I just remember being a teacher and going to work, um, you know. 10 hours a day, pretty much and coming home. And I have two little ones and just feeling super, um, just exhausted. I felt like I had uh, exerted all of my energy, all of my care, te- my, my caretaking capacity to the children at school. So then when I came home, it was like, it was, it was, you know, the crumbs that were left for my own children. So, I was like, okay, what can I do? Right. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a millennial. So what do I do? Like I start a blog, right? So like, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to have this online business and it's going to be great. Uh, so, so, so long story short, the blog was very unsuccessful. I did enjoy it though. It was so much fun to just write and express. Um, but I realized, okay, this is not going to create uh, revenue from the beginning so that I can like leave my teaching job. Right. That was the ultimate goal for me was to leave my teaching job after that first year. 
Um, so I actually got to got to researching. You know, you go on the on the deep dive on Instagram and like on Google and everywhere else, and and I came across um, Marie Forleo's book, Everything Is Figure Outable. Have you ever read it? I have not read it. I, it's, oh. it's in my list. I know which one you're talking about. Okay, this was the first book that was like a step-by-step like self-development book for me. Um, and I read that thing like it was a, a coaching program in itself or like it was like my self-development Bible, basically. Like I had my journal out every afternoon. I'm like going through this book, figuring out what like what am I doing with my life? Um, and that was really like the first step that I realized, okay, my ultimate goal is to help people, right? Like I knew since I was a little girl, I wanted to help people. It was what led me to be a teacher, you know, in this field of service. So I was like, okay, I can help people and I can teach people what I know, right? So this coaching industry is kind of coming up. Um, so I I end up going into coaching as a relationship and intimacy coach, which is like, it sounds like it's so opposite as to what I do right now. Um, and this is prior to like COVID lockdown. It's prior to, you know, the craziness that happened last year, uh, but just by a few months, might I add, but it is, it is before <laughs> all of that. So what craziness so, are you talking about? I don't know uh, what oh, you're yeah, talking what about. It was? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's like the normal thing now. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I got into relationship coaching and it was the most fulfilling thing I had ever done. Um, and so it, it, it really was like confirmation that I was making the right move to, um, to, to leave my teaching job as bittersweet as it was, but to go into business for myself. So I ended up putting in my, um, my, like the, you know, telling my boss that I wouldn't be renewing my contract. I put in my resignation letter. That, that's the word I was looking for. My resignation letter. I let her know I wouldn't be renewing after this year. Um, I was going to go full-time in my coaching. Um, and at this time it was relationship coaching. Um, I had been working with clients and, and really building my business up in like the few hours I had after teaching every day. And, um, this was, this was going good. It was going great. Well, then COVID happens, right? And the world goes crazy and all the teachers get sent home. You know, we're like, okay, we don't know how long we're going to be out of school. So we're like teaching virtually. I'm running my business on the side. My kids are home with me, <laughs> which was oh a, gosh. Oh, yeah, oh that was gosh. a different experience in itself. Um, so, so I'm running my, my relationship coaching business and teaching. And then it was like, Right in the, it was right in the beginning of the lockdown whenever everyone's at home. And I just remember speaking to so many of my coach friends, um, women that I had met, like building my business and just other women that I had met and like masterminds that I was a part of. And, and they were like, Lindsay, like, what are you doing? Like, how, how are you continuing to, to run your business whenever like people don't want to buy right now. Like the economy was going down, the stock market like plummeted, you know, like things were just, I just remember it being so um, volatile. Like we just didn't really know what would happen, you know, the next day. And um, so I like to say like business coaching sort of fell into my lap. And, um, and, and it was such a beautiful transition though, because I realized that at the core of your business, it is relationships, right? Like it is relationship building. So what I do now in helping women, you know, build their businesses, build their businesses with, you know, heart centered strategy. And just like it really coming from a place of soul rather than like need, 
I like to say that like that it is the best of both worlds. Like it is the business and it is the the fun and the making money and like coaching women to do that. But it's also building relationships. It's also nurturing your audience, nurturing your clients, nurturing those people that are coming to you for a service. Um, so, so that is my take on it. It, it may not fit everyone, right? Like I, I, I've met some people that are like, no, like it's very much a numbers game and you have to follow the numbers and, and follow the data. And it's like, yeah, sure. To an extent, but a lot of it, and especially as like intuitive creatures, like as women, right? We are very much um, heart driven and we are very, we very much operate from emotion. So for us, like we have to like lean into flow, right? For it to feel good. Otherwise, like we are going to have so much resistance in what we're doing. We're going to feel so much pushback when we go to name our prices, you know, whenever it goes to reaching out to potential clients or, or doing anything on like the business side, quote unquote, I'm making air quotes over here. If y'all can't see me, um, but, but we have to like infuse the two, right? So that's why I like to say that it's really the best of both worlds um, because I, I teach women, I teach women how to do that, how to make it feel really, really good in what you're doing. Like you feel good as a business owner, as a light worker, like as a service provider, as all of the above, you just feel really good in what you're doing and your clients get really, really massive results from that. So win-win. I love it. I just feel like doing a massive high five right now. <laughs> I love what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I love it because, you know, there is there is so much to put behind growing your business that, you know, you have to just do it from within, from your heart, from what you feel that is yours to do, because why are you even doing it? Otherwise, you know, we could, for that matter, we can just go ahead and get a nine to five job and done. Oh, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. I'm, uh, I'm feeling this interview so much. So, mm -hmm. okay. You're talking about heart centered business model. So what does in the practice, can you dive in a little bit into what that looks, what that is and what that looks like? Yes. Oh my goodness. So like from the beginning, like your business to build really a sustainable business and like, bear with me here, I'm going to go back and forth between like very like business language and then also like very soulful language. And we're going to make them one. All right. So to build a very like sustainable business, um, and something that's going to have, that's going to last, right. That has longevity. So you're not just making like, Oh, the big bucks in the beginning. And then once the hype wears off, then it like fades out. So to create consistent income and sustainability, you have to have a strong foundation, right? Um, it's everything like building it from the ground up with a very, very strong foundation. And that's going to come from those relationships, right? That's going to come from you. And, and like you mentioned in the beginning of the interview, um, having confidence around sales. And here's like where, where we get tricked up sometimes is that we think that the confidence will come when we hit our first X amount of money per month, right? Or when we land the next client, that that will give us the confidence, right? So, so like the key to having that strong foundation is to like almost decide it's like snap of the fingers, like deciding that like I have the confidence already, like the confidence is here. I'm ready. And then going forward, right? Like you, you having the confidence, you deciding like an overnight decision almost that like, this is my fate. I will be successful. And this is just the way it is, right? Like everything else will fall in line after that. Like that is, that is the very, very, very core of it. And that does come from your heart, right? Because if you are in this service providing space, if you are, you know, no matter like what it is, whether you're writing for people or you're taking pictures or you're coaching or you're, you know, um, helping with content creation and things like it's coming from a place of service, right? Like you want to help people and you want to like expand 
expand on the natural gifts that you have. Like you have a gift inside of you. That's why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Um, so, so coming from that place and just having that really, really strong foundation in the beginning is so, so, so crucial. Um, because that's, what's going to create longevity, right? This isn't going to be something that you wake up one day and you say, Oh, well, I don't think this is for, this is not for me anymore. This was just for a paycheck, right? Like if it's coming from a place of, of service and it's coming from your heart, like that's what's going to last, right? Like that, that will last, um, pandemics and, um, you know, <laughs> stock market crashes and things like that. So, so I think that that is the first part. Like that is the first piece of having like a very heart centered, heart led business is having that strong foundation. Um, and then the next place of it is coming into coming into your business and coming into sales conversations and going into like, you know, like whether you're meeting with a potential client or you're getting on a sales call or you are um, putting even like your, your prices together and things like that, like looking at it as um, transformational over transactional, right? So like rather than entering your, your conversations, like, okay, well, this is just a transaction. And if it doesn't work out, well, I guess I'm just on to the next person. Like, look at it as like, how can I provide transformation for this person? How can I provide transformation for their business, for their wedding, for their whatever, right? Like, what is the service that you're putting into it? And then that that's going to make you feel so much better about what you're doing rather than like, I like to say like slapping a, 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 slapping a price tag or slap, slapping a dollar sign on someone's forehead. Like, that's what we don't want to do, right? Like, we don't want to go into conversations or, um, um, you know, places where your clients could be, and then you're just putting a dollar sign on everyone's forehead. Like that, that is what makes you feel salesy, right? Like that is how, how you start to feel yucky and, and you have all those gross feelings coming up. And yeah, like you want to look at it as like, what is the transformation that I can provide? Right. And that's going to make you feel. So once you're, you are confident, then you look at it as transformation, like you're providing transformation. Um, and then you're like, okay, now I actually feel good about collecting this money, right? That's when the confidence will come to you, you know? So it's like, you have to be it to become it. If that makes sense. Yes. Oh, I'm feeling this. Love the, the idea of not transactional, but transformational. I love mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a different, it it's happen. definitely a different mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, and it doesn't happen like overnight. So I can tell you to go make this decision overnight. Yeah, just decide you're going to be confident. But it's also like a muscle. Like you also like have to practice it every single day. Like you have to like put in the work and just do it over and over and over again. And it will come easier to you. Um, you know, like it doesn't come in your zone of comfort. It's going to come in like where that discomfort is. Right. So but the first time absolutely. you do it. Yes. Yes. And like, and I like to tell my clients sometimes, um, especially after they've raised their prices or they have just pitched, um, you know, to their, to a client for the first time, or they've taken their first sales call. I like to tell them you're never going to have to do it for the first time again, like ever, you know? So, so that that's done with, like, you'll never, you'll never be a brand new beginner on that. Right. So that, that can also give you comfort. <laughs> I am digging this. I love it. I'm feeling my heart is even like, exploding right now like super open because it's make me making me think about like my own purpose and like my own um transformation in my business mm -hmm. so it's like it, it when you know that you're what you're doing is because there is just this deeper purpose as opposed to just a transactional pur purpose then it everything is going, just gonna fall in place little by little oh i love yep. this i'm totally feeling this <laughs> yes oh my god so good. yes absolutely 
So, okay, let's, can you share a, maybe like two or three tips on how we can build or refocus that mindset into creating that heart-centered and sustainable business model? Because that's one thing. It's like, it's not just being in that mindset, but like, make, let's make it sustainable set so that we feel that confidence continuously. Um, and then we, we don't have to um, like be the, do, doing that thing for the first time all over again constantly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so like practical, like practical wise, like these are just like some very practical things to, to start thinking about. Even if you're in the beginning stage of your business, um, I want you to think about giving all of your, if you're an online creator, think about giving all of your audience a home. So, so sometimes we get so wrapped up in this is the perfect package or this is the only way that I can do my business. This is the only way that I can provide transformation or service. I want you to start thinking about how can I provide all of my audience a home, right? So for example, if you are a, um, say you're a social media manager and you have this one like really high ticket package and this package is, you know, maybe a $2,000 package. Well, you know, honestly, not every person can afford that, right? Or they're not ready for that level of service yet. So, okay. So if you can't serve them at that level, well, where can you serve them, right? Like what would be a, um, a win-win for both of you that you can serve them in the meantime until they're ready to get there. So maybe it would look like a done for you, um, package put together, or that would be at like a lower ticket. So even in the beginning stages, um, and just like my process is I teach my clients to create a flagship offer. So for example, this would be your high ticket package. This would be like the, the good. This is like the works. This is like your deluxe package, right? But then to also create like, you know, a, something smaller than that so that you have a home for all of your audience, right? You have a place to put them until they're ready. Or even whenever, whenever they come out of that, that flagship offer, you have a place to put them now. So this is, um, uh, memberships and monthly services, monthly, um, you know, very high vibe containers are very much coming into, um, they're, they're trendy right now, honestly. Like I, I think that with the, with the, um, change in the economy and just people are looking for results right now, they're looking for community. They are some people, I mean, honestly, like I remember like last year leaving my teaching job and we didn't know what would happen. I mean, we definitely had to be a lot more intentional with where we spent money, right? So you have to think what would be a service that could provide them with transformation that would be a win-win for them and for me, right? Um, so, so thinking about these lower ticket models of business, such as um, membership, such as monthly services, such as done for you packages, having those always ready in the background. So it's like, it's something that you always have like in your back pocket, right? So this is just like a very practical thing. This is very much like, okay, this is the strategy piece of it um, to go ahead and start thinking about in the beginning of your business. And this can be something so simple. Like you don't have to um, make anything extravagant or like go crazy with it. Like it's almost something that comes second, like, um, like second nature to you because it is your zone of genius, right? So if you're thinking, what is something that like comes really, really easy to me that I could just kind of whip out really quick, like something that, that I know that comes very easily to me, but to someone else, they would have no idea or like they, they really need this. Um, like Yesenia, I'm thinking about for you, like if you are in photography and you probably, you probably know about like Lightroom or Photoshop and things like that, right? 
Okay. Well, I have no idea how to work those things. So I'm like a, a very like smaller package or like something like that would be um, like presets, you know, like presets packages sold and ready to go in your back pocket. Right. So, exactly. you know, so if a client doesn't necessarily want you to do their, their photography, they don't want you to do their pictures. Well then look in your back pocket, you have this presets package. Here you go. You can do your own photos and you can slap these filters on it. Right. Um, so so that's just an example of the practical um, of the practical way. What do you, what do you think about that? I'm totally feeling it, and you know, I'm gonna piggyback on that preset example. Like, you know, you have people that can't maybe not can't afford, uh, and and also going to go specifically on the photography side. Um, you have people that are following you but can't afford your services for whatever reason, um, and but then they like your style. So having those presets, that's a really great way to a segue to start working with them. And then, hey, maybe mm -hmm. later on, those, client, the, those clients can then go into that higher ticket item, which could be a, a complete session or anything like that. So uh, it's not like closing doors. It's actually opening opportunities to to work with them in a variety of ways within that um, home, like you're mentioning, which I yep. love. Yes, absolutely. I've never put that together. Yes. I love this. I love this. This is so great. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Now we're putting this into practice. Now let's get into this, the, the sales portion. So how can we bring that soulfulness into sales, which is really one of sometimes can be the, one of the biggest hurdles many starting business uh, entrepreneurs have, even if they're experienced, but maybe they're trying to pivot and sales is always one of those like e cringing things that uh, we have to go through. So how can we bring the soul into sales? Yes. Oh, it's so good. So one of like, one, one of the things that I do before I get on any kind of sales calls or like I, I do a lot of webinars. So like before I do webinars and like these, these events where, where I will be pitching something, quote unquote, pitching something, um, you know, where I'm offering that, that transformation, right. Is I will like literally like embody the person that I am like, you know, stepping into. So for example, um, I will turn on, like I have a money magnet playlist on Spotify and this is just something that's like going to help you come, like it's going to help you approach sales with fun, right? Like it's going to help you approach sales in like a way of like, this is, this feels good to me. This feels like this is coming from my soul because like I'm taking the pressure off of myself, right? I'm taking the dollar sign like off of the other person's forehead. I'm not worried about the outcome. Like I, like this is fun. This feels good. This is trans transformational. So I will turn on the playlist and it has songs, you know, it's like ranging from like Pink Floyd to like, you know, Gold Digger by Kanye West. Like It's just like fun music about making money. Like, can we make money and like make it fun, right? Like, can we make money? Can we make money? Make making it fun? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think that that's like the first part of it, right? Because anytime that like you're going into something like, all buttoned up and like stiff and, and you have this like weight on your shoulders. Well, like immediately you are, you, you've separated yourself from soul, right? Like you've separated yourself from heart. You are immediately operating from ego, right? You're operating from a place of like, I have to make this sell 
and then I will be successful, right? I have to land this client. Then that means that I am legitimate, right? So like separate from that, step back into soul, step back into spirit. Like what would spirit do? That's something that you can always ask yourself, like in a conversation. I know I'm getting a little woo here. No, I love it. I love it. (laughs) You just have to ask yourself, like what would spirit do, right? So for example, if you are chatting with a client, you know, in your messenger or they've contacted you and you just really don't know how to like respond back to them and you don't want to sound salesy, like literally tap in in that moment. Like you can write it on a post-it note and put it, you know, on your desk or you can make a note of it in your phone and just ask yourself, like, what would spirit say? What would spirit do? Well, probably spirit would like respond to that person how you would want to be responded to, right? And it sounds so simple, but sometimes it's so hard to do in the moment. But you just tap in and say, okay, what would spirit do? Like, what would what would soul say? And they would probably come into it very detached, very um, you know, open, very lighthearted, and say, sure, I'd love to have a conversation around this with you. Um, would you want to hop on a quick call? Like, where you just like really go into it very lighthearted, and you go into it like detached from all outcomes, from all results, from from any um, you know, from any of the, the, whatever lies on the other side, right? Any of the outcomes that are on the other side, you're so detached from it because you know that like you're operating from your soul, right? You're operating from a place of lightness. You're, you've left the ego. Like we love our ego because it just wants what's best for us, right? Like good. Thank you, ego. But we're going to operate from soul, right? We're operating from a place of love. We're operating from, from our heart. Um, and, and just like knowing that. So, so one, like having fun with money, having fun with that music, embodying that that free spirit around music or around money, um, whether it's dancing or going on a walk or a jog or whatever, um, while listening to the songs and, and just having fun. And then also coming into all of your conversations, any of your events, anything like that, totally detached from the outcome. Um, and it sounds so simple, but I promise it it will change things for you. It will change like your entire energy that you have around sales, around asking for money or for claiming your prices. It, it will change all of it for you. It, yeah. So, so anyone listening, y'all give it a try and then reach back out to us and let us know how it goes. <laughs> I am feeling this so much. And like an example for photographers is, you know, when they're starting out, uh, they, one of the, their main goals is to one, get work on their portfolio and two, start getting clients in the door, you know, but sometimes with it, with that comes the, the idea of we're going to undersell our services because we just want clients, but then it's, they're taking a whole bunch of type of clients like weddings and newborns and fashion and everything and portraits. It's like, okay, what are you actually speci- specializing in? Like where where, where does your heart, how do you feel when you go into each of those sessions? Do you feel like you're working or do you feel like you're actually having fun? That was actually a very, very um, interesting thing for me because when I first started photography, I was really into fashion and fashion photography and portraiture. And when somebody would say, would you want to photograph a wedding? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. The thought of it makes me that I'm, the thought of it makes me feel like I'm working. But then it wasn't until later that I was already in a very established relationship. We were actually engaged. And then I said, I think I want to, I'm curious and I want to go into weddings. It took me two weeks to meditate on that, to actually start and mark, marketing myself with that. But then when I went into working weddings, even if it's like an eight hour day, I felt so great. 
because I am part of their, you know, they're trusting me with these important moments. I mean, it's their wedding, you know? So it's like, think when you go into doing what you're doing, photography or anything, how do you feel when you're doing that? Do you feel like this is a drag or do you feel like you actually get something from it? Like you, you yourself are feed fed from, from that experience. I think that's, that's crucial. And that's oh, going to help us so much. I think that's going to help part of like identify if we're working from the heart or not. Right. Or if mm-hmm. we're working from the ego mindset, because we do, we do, you know, we have to, we live in a society where we do need money to pay for things so that we can, you know, buy food, pay a mortgage or whatever. Right. That's totally understandable. But like, you know, what you're doing definitely has to come from within so that, because you're going to get, get that confidence that you're mentioning because you know that what you're doing is what you should be doing. So it's kind of just going to float. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. All of that, all of that. And you know, like I want to touch on what you just said, um, how, you really pivoted, right? Like you started in one place and mm-hmm. you were, and you knew you were like, yep, that is not for me. It feels like work to show up there. So that is not for me. Right. So then you went on about your business, did your thing. Like you did what you, what lit you up, what you enjoyed. And then you were like, Oh, like I, I'm feeling like this pull. So honestly, like that shows how in tune you are like with your inner workings, right? Like that you are operating from a place of heart, because if not, then you would have a, in the beginning, you would have said, Oh, well, I can probably make more money doing weddings. Like, let me just do that anyways. Right. So that would have been your ego talking. Um, and then B, whenever it did come up, whenever you did have that like inkling of, Oh, I think I want to try this. Like you would have resisted because you would have said, oh no, like I don't know anything about that. This is what I'm good at. Right. So I love that. Like whenever you felt that pull that you said, I meditated on it for two weeks and I just really had to sit with it. And then you made this place, uh, or then you made this decision from a very empowered, um, and, and it was a very, it was a place of like full assurance, right? Like you knew like, Hey, this, this is something that I want to try. Right. So I, I love that. And and so for anyone listening, like, I think that that is validation that like, it's okay to change your mind. Um, it is okay to, to follow something different, to try something different. I also felt a, like I, I too had to really think, okay, do I want to leave relationship coaching? Because it was, it was very cushy, you know? Um, it was, I knew what I was doing. My clients got good results. Like I, you know, it was profitable. Uh, you know, it was what all of my social media audience knew me for. Um, so it was, I did feel like I was in this middle place for, for a few weeks of like, Oh, is this something that like, I want to go full time into? Um, so it was very, and it was also very much like tapping in and saying, okay, like, where do I feel the most lit up? Like, do I feel like a pull to this? Like, is this what I really, you know, want to be doing? Um, and, and, and obviously y'all can see which one won. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but I think that like, it, it was the best decision I could have made because I show up looking back. I, so I show up so much fuller than how I did then. Right. Like I show up now and I get to show all parts of me, right? Like I get to show this, like, kind of woo, sort of like, um, you know, spirit and ego. Like I get to show that side and I also get to talk about strategy and I also get to talk about, all right, let's do ABC and one, two, three, you go do this, come back and tell me how it goes. Like I also like, am very like, let's just do this also. Um, so it's like a, you know, it's a beautiful balance between both. So I love that you listened to yourself on that and, and that you made that, that you made that pivot. So that's beautiful. 
yeah ah thank you no definitely and like even last year last year was a really um tough year for a lot of us especially like in the wedding industry having a lot of weddings canceled or postponed or like you know resized from really big parties to just a courthouse wedding so it's like yep. my mind was like how am I going to handle this I know I need to pivot with something I felt that I already was in the process of pivoting and then COVID hit. So it's like, okay, where am I going to leave photography or am I going to incorporate it and blend it in a more organic way that I feel that I'm still being true to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I realized my camera has now become part of my, myself. So I cannot pull away from photography because I feel that I would be like cheating on myself. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. It's a piece of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is such a great conversation. I really, really love this. Love it. It, it is. Okay. It is so good. Yeah. Right, you so, know, fun, um, uh, sorry. I know you go, I, for I, it. go for it. Yeah. I was just going to tell you, I have a camera that, and it's like, I have a camera that my husband bought me last year because I am, I don't know if you know anything about human design, but I'm like a manifesting generator. So I like to dabble in a lot of different interests So he bought me this camera and I was like, yeah, like I'm going to learn photography. Yeah. Like this is it. And I feel guilt because it's like sitting over on the shelf and I've opened it up like three times. And I I don't know. I don't know if the gene skipped me for like good photography or, or if I just haven't like given it my all yet, but it is something that like, I would love to get into, like just to like do for fun with the kids and take their, you know, take their pictures and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to like let you know about that. I love because, it. Like, I love it. Any <laughs> tips? I love <laughs> it. I think honestly, the the most the most impactful images are the ones that tell a story. So I, you know, you're technically speaking, you, your camera can set help you set it up so that you don't have to worry about the techie stuff. But then, if you're really able to see and capture a story in just a, a frame that's going to make you a really a much better photographer because you can have the most expensive camera and not know how to take really impactful images and it doesn't matter and you can have a toy camera and take really great photos and then make an impact with that so the gear is not uh, is not uh, a a hurdle for you to create good images and if you really want to like perfect it even more then yeah you can go into like the the nitty-gritty the techie part behind like okay what are how do I, what do I need to do to get that blurry background? So then you mm-hmm. learn how to tweak your camera settings, but that's a technical thing. When you, once you get that technical thing, then you don't have to worry about it because eventually it will become second nature. It's all about how you see things and how you can capture that story. Oh my gosh. That was the best advice I've ever been given on it. Like usually like if, I, like if I ask someone like, well, like I just am really having problems with like learning how to operate it. They're like, well, you need to like adjust your ISO and like work on your aperture. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so that that's the best advice. Like, I think that you just gave me like inspiration to go and charge my camera and like open it up this weekend and just have fun with it. I yeah. love it. Please tell me how it goes. <laughs> I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you for that. I love it. Okay, Lindsay, I think we could definitely continue this conversation. I'm really feeling it, but let's go ahead and start wrapping it up a little bit. And yeah. the way we do this is that we do a lightning round of just random fun questions to end on a even higher note. <laughs> because okay, this okay, answer is like so great. All right. So the first one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Spring or summer? Summer. 
80s music or 90s music? I don't know the difference. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess it depends if it's like early 80s versus mid 90s. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I have such a variety of music, honestly. I couldn't tell you, like, when they're from. Like, I literally have, like, Fleetwood Mac. I think that's, like, 70s, right? To, you know, um, MGMT to, like, I have I have such a variety. Like, all the music. Is that a choice? <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> okay, we talked about this outside, prior to recording the conversation, but what is your superpower? My energy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, so we did have a conversation about this right before. Um, and I hear, and thank you. I really appreciate that. I hear from a lot of my clients and from people like on social media, they're like, Lindsay, like your energy is infectious. Um, and so, so I really, I appreciate that, you know, and I think that that gives me like confirmation, you know, that like, Hey, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, this is honestly, I'm definitely feeling this interview. I'm feeling your energy and it's Friday when we're recording this. So I'm like getting, I'm, I feel ready for the weekend. Yes, <laughs> I am <Friday> ready. <laughs> I love it. And last but not least, where can people find you online? Oh, okay. Such an amazing question. So like y'all, I, Instagram is like the place. Like I tried to do Facebook and I've tried to do all the other places, but like Insta, like the gram is where it happens. So y'all can find me on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay R. Badillo is what it looks like. It's actually pronounced Badillo. Um, it's L I N D S E Y R B A D I L L O. Um, so come find me there. I have lots of fun and you can come hang out with me on stories and just come chat with me. I would love to hear what kind of business you're working on, um, what you're doing in the world, what your gift is, what is your superpower. So y'all come connect. I'd love to love to chat. Lindsay, oh, this is so great. Lindsay, thank you so very much for being part of the Focus and Bloom podcast. I hope everybody feels empowered and I feel, I hope everybody's feeling their heart like just about to burst with inspiration and just this urge to like get going and doing what they know, what you know is yours to do. Lindsay, again, thank you so very much. And everybody to uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You can definitely tune in to the Focus and Moon podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and you can also check out today's show notes at focusandbloomstudios.com slash show notes. Thanks so very much. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.